you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Friday, getting ready to go into what we hope is a long weekend for you. Thanks to the bosses around here, it is a long weekend for us as well. We're going to have Monday off for Memorial Day, and we hope you are in the same boat there. If not, whatever your weekend looks like, we hope you have a great one. Lots of basketball to get into with the NBA as Boston stays alive and then some last night. We've got football to get into. Longhorn fans, college football fans, if your team plays September 2nd, we've dipped under 100 days now, 99 days until that first game. Give us your favorite 99s today. I always love a good 99 on a defensive line. We'll get into all of it. It's Chad and Zay on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Memorial Day coming up. And, yeah, I'm not in the doghouse, but I could have been. Happy belated birthday to my wife. Yeah, it was a birthday Wednesday. It was a short show, so yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I think you. I think I'm let, good. She let you off the hook on that yes. one. Yes. Yeah, and she doesn't listen to the show anyway. Okay. So that okay. always helps. Now we did go the entire show yesterday, and you never mentioned. Yep, it. not at all. Not even in the prep meeting. Not at all. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All but, right. But I did my duties though. She got all the presents she wanted. Oh, okay. Got her flowers. Got what? the pizza that she craves every birthday. So we're good to go. Okay, that's all that matters. As yeah, long as you I'm, did that I'm, part. I'm not a complete muck up. See, if you'd done it the opposite way, that wouldn't be good if you just said happy birthday on the air and then forgot everything else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be bad. Exactly. By, but, the, by the way, I got to know, what kind of pizza does she uh, go for? Uh, She loves Pine House pizza. They have like a ooh-la-la uh-huh. pizza where there's like sweet honey or spicy honey, hot honey, whatever it's called. And mm. yeah, that's our go-to. Every time. I do love Every pi- single time. I love Pine House. Oh, it's good. I had not had the pizza for a while. I was just in love and continue to be in love with the electric jellyfish uh, beer. And now I've paired that up with one of their pizzas, and it's fantastic. So shout out to Pine House Pizza. As long as we're there, also shout out to a pizza I'm hoping to try today, my golf course out in Maynard, Shadow Glen. Uh-huh. They got a new pizza thing going on out there, some kind of wood-fired pizza, and they're claiming it's some of the best pizza they've ever had. Like, well, okay. Yeah. Apparently somebody that's making it out there used to work at, I think it might be Home Slice. Oh, okay. So, so, so they're serious. Apparently it's a serious pizza. Yeah, they're serious, man. They got a cool deal out there when you're driving up to like when you're getting driving up to the number nine green about to make the turn, you drive up into a little drive through, get you a pizza for the back nine. Kinda I like cool. that. Yeah. I like that. I may try that today. So shout out to that pizza and Pine House and all the other great pizza out there. And shout out to Zay's lovely wife, uh, who celebrates a birthday. How long you been married now? Is it two years? Uh, coming up two years. Coming up. Almost two. Almost two. Gotcha. Yeah. I, won't, I won't ask how old she is. I've been married long enough to know you don't ask those Thank questions. Thank you. Thank you. Very respectful No you questions. Are. We don't ask those questions at all. Uh, so happy birthday to her. Uh, if you're having a birthday today or uh, getting you got something special going on this weekend, we certainly wish you all the best. And, of course, this is Memorial Day weekend, so it's – it's a weird way to say, I would never say like shout out or whatever, but we all know what Memorial Day is about, uh, those men and women that paid the ultimate price. So America can be America. So 
just you know sparing a thought for that today and throughout the weekend and obviously on Monday Memorial Day uh, obviously has a a very solemn part of it as well and a, a solemn respectful part a lot of us will be having a good time with friends and family and all that and those men and women who made that sacrifice are the reason so certainly want to mention them on this Memorial Day weekend as we get started and Zay I guess I need to start with giving you credit you said when a couple of those Boston Celtics said hey don't let us have one. Don't you let us have one because you never know. Now they've gotten two in uh, two in succession, and they have been impressive in both, not just two, but two blowouts. Now we're at 3-2, forcing it back to South Beach. Yeah, and this is a must-win for the Miami Heat. I mean, what a game for the Boston Celtics, and we Ooh. knew without Gabe Vincent – they were going to be hurting a little bit. Kyle Lowry, he really struggled yesterday, only gave you five points. Max Struess, only three points. That's very uncharacteristic for him, especially in the playoffs. But Highsmith came along, and he did a pretty good job giving you 15 points, but they were attacking him on the other side. And when you have four starters go over 20, it's hard to lose. Jalen Brown, Derek White, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum all had over 20 points, and they were all in key moments the whole game, just putting pressure on the Miami Heat, who, again, they really needed their point guard out of UC Santa Barbara. He has been tough all season long, all playoffs long, just hitting big dagger shots, dropping 29 in games. And when Jimmy Butler is struggling, you could put the ball in Gabe Vincent's hands, and he could orchestrate your offense and pick and rolls. And him and Caleb Martin, when they get going together, we've seen – what you know this playoffs has been when those guys get going winning those first three games so now Miami they gotta win this next game tomorrow they have to Jimmy Butler they're not biting for that pump fake no more at all yeah you pointed that they out are a couple not games ago. Sam Van Gundy said great job them not buying for the pump cake mm. they are they have been very disciplined and yesterday the Boston Celtics did something that no team has done in playoff history in the National Basketball Association and that's have the five starters have 12 plus threes and 12 steals. So not only were they huh. knocking down shots from the outside, they were locking up, getting their hands in there at great help side D, not allowing guys to, you know, make those simple passes, getting in the passing lanes. And yeah, Jason Tatum, I thought he was the player of the game yesterday with 11 assists to go along with the 21 points. They've been really struggling with Miami Heat zone. Whenever the Miami Heat go into that little zone, they get really stagnant. And the point of the zone is to force outside shots, but they force the outside shots that aren't really in rhythm like they should be. Jason Tatum, and shout out to Joe Missoula for making those adjustments. When they were in the zone, they would send Marcus Smart up there to set on-ball screens, and that's just different. When you set you know, on-ball screens in the zone, that could get you know different people out of wax because you're guarding a certain zone on the court, even though it's a matchup and it's not a traditional zone because of the NBA. But yeah, they were taking advantage of everything that they got. Derek White was huge with the six threes that he hit. I thought Jalen Brown was big getting to the rim and man, Robert Williams and Al Holford, they did what they had to do. So now you got Jimmy Butler going the Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown route, guaranteeing the win, guaranteeing the series. He said we can and we will win the series. We just have to close out at home. You see that second part that we said, Chad? We just have to close out at home. Yeah, he knows. What you should have said is we got two more games to close it out. And we're, we got to close it out. We could close it out in two more games, but I would like to do it at home. I wouldn't say what he just said because that's, that's a different thing. Being confident and saying we better do it next game, 
That's a different thought because if I'm Boston, I'm thinking, oh, we got them where we want them. They're feeling the pressure. They know if we go down there to South Beach and we steal another one and tie up this series, they have no hope. And if you looked at that bench yesterday and saw those faces, Strews and Duncan Robinson, those guys on the bench, they look a little deflated. They look a little figured out. And they're starting to look more like an eighth seed these last two games. And a lot of that goes to what the Boston Celtics are doing to them. That's a great point to bring it up. I was thinking it watching the game last night that this is an eighth seed. Normally when you see a team that is up 3-0 and, and you know going to close out a series, they're up 3-0 because they started the series at home. They're the higher-seeded team. They're a one. They're a two. They're a three seed. This is an eight seed that stole the first two games on somebody else's floor, destroys them in game three, but then couldn't finish it. Now you have a higher-seeded team that gets that game five advantage back at home, and now all they've got to now they've turned the pressure. That's the first thing they had to do. The pressure now has been turned all the way around, and now they've got to figure out to, a way to get one more win, and then obviously you send it back home in Game 7. Um, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying there. It's about how you phrase it. Because if you're Miami and you say this is an absolute must-win, then you are admitting the pressure. Yeah. you can't. If you say it's a must-win, you're admitting the pressure. But, yeah, I think Butler got himself lost in that comment where he said we can and we will, but then it's like, but we got to win at home. But yeah. You're right. That last little part. Well, don't say that. It was like, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Just say the first part. Yeah. Stay confident, Jimmy, because you looked a little worn down yesterday. All the minutes that he's been logging in, all the responsibility that he's had offensively and defensively, creating for everybody, taking advantage of matchups, taking advantage of his one-on-one matchups. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. No Tyler Hero. I mean, they used to put the ball in Tyler Hero's hands, and he would go get you buckets. Now, Gabe Vincent, he's kind of substituted that, but he was out last night. Somebody on the text line said, Kyle Lowry needs to hang him up. Yo, I get it. Kyle Lowry does have games where he's like, oh, man, he looks good, especially as a backup. As a starter, no. That's what the problem was all year long because Kyle Lowry was starting in the first half of the season, and they weren't doing good. That's why they're AFC. Then they stopped starting him, and they start Gabe Vincent, and then Miami, they turned, you know, they turned the tables on him. So, yeah, he, he gave you nothing yesterday. He was falling on the ground and stuff. And Highsmith, as good as he was offensively, they were killing him defensively. Killing them. Derek White was taking it up his chest. And one of the big moments of the game, Miami being down by 12, 32 to 20, Derek White hits a step back three to go into the second quarter. And the Boston mm-hmm. crowd, they were hype all night. Great yep. crowd. They were the there. The whole night. Great crowd. There was a possession where there was like two or three offensive rebounds, and guys were falling on the floor for Miami and stuff. And then Al Horford threw the ball to the corner. Marcus Smart kicked it to the wing. And Jason Tatum in a huge three in the second half. There, there were just moments like that all game. Jason Tatum, that nasty dunk in the lane that kind of shook the whole, that was a great one. the you know shook the, the whole stadium. How about that Tatum drive in and pass all the way back out to Smart oh, for the three? That's stupid, hell of a pass. Yeah, that's LeBron esque. Yeah. That's a LeBron esque pass. You got to make it. That's why I say he was the player of the game yesterday. The eleven assists that he had, twenty one points. We know he's a scorer. We know he dropped that fifty one yeah, in game seven. This is not normally that's him. not what he does. That's yeah. not what he does. And you would think he would. You know, his mentality would be, okay, I'm a big-time scorer. I know they need me in these games. I'm going to go out swinging. And he didn't do that. He took what the defense gave him, and guys like Marcus Martin, Derek White, 
rewarded him for that. So, yeah, Joe Mazzula, hell of a job that he's done. And, yeah, Miami, this is a, this is an interesting series. This is an interesting game going, coming up because we still don't know, is Gabe Vincent going to be healthy? That's what I was about to ask you. I haven't are heard they, yet. Are they going to play him? Yeah. Like, I would really see if he could play just any minutes because – He's a factor. He's a game changer. His ability to knock down shots, his ball handling, he's a very underrated defender. You can't just take advantage of him on mismatches. That's why Derek White and Marcus Smart have been struggling all series because Gabe Vincent has made it hard for him. Mm -hmm. And Jalen Brown's been guarding Gabe Vincent on the other side. When Jalen Brown's in the game, he guards Gabe Vincent. That just that says a lot to how good he was. Jalen Brown didn't have those responsibilities last night, which allowed him to get his shot going, and he hit a couple of dotcha eye threes. Yeah, he really did. Nice comeback game for him too, getting twenty-one points, three of five from beyond the arc. So that series is three-two Miami, and they are going tomorrow night, seven thirty on TNT. Obviously, we'll talk some hoops uh, today, but we do have some breaking news in the world of the NFL. We need to get to. A huge story. We've already had Cowboys fans and Chiefs fans texting us. Let's go get this guy. Big, <laughs> a big time, a big name receiver in the NFL is now on the market. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins was released from the Arizona Cardinals today after three seasons with the team. We know that he got caught for PEDs a couple of years ago. And, Chad, he was on a podcast, I Am Athlete podcast, where he just released the top five quarterbacks he would like to catch passes from. Uh Uh-oh. Number five? Yes. Justin Herbert. Okay. Number four, Lamar Jackson. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Jalen Hurts. Number one, Josh Allen. So, sorry, Cowboys fans. No Dak Prescott on that list. He probably thinks that wide receiver room was a little full with the addition of Brandon Cooks. You know, say what you want about Brandon Cooks. That dude could ball when he's on the field. And then you got Michael Gallup as the number three, and we know what C.D. Lamb could do. So, I think he's looking at the Cowboys situation, and he's saying there is no situation for me. While on the other side, you know, Josh Allen – Stephon Diggs, get DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. Not too shabby, but so since I don't he, know. Since he's been released, that means there is no I'm, – I'm looking at a comment about his 2022 season. He had a team-high $30.75 million cap hit, but there's no cap hit at this point if he's been released, right? Uh, or does he have – I guess he, he's probably under contract through this year. So it says uh, his the hit ranks – Tops among wide receivers in the NFL was seventh highest overall, but that was last year. So I'm not sure about what this year's contract would be for DeAndre Hopkins. But if they out and out released him, doesn't that mean he's free and clear? Basically. I mean, there's always those hidden, you know, negotiation things in there that go way over my head. Big reason why I'm not an agent. Yeah, right. But I'm that's a big time guy on the market right now. You know, he's He's different. He's different. But if you give him that space and let him do what he does, he will get you some touchdowns. He will get you some ridiculous catches. And in the last decade, he's probably a top five wide receiver. Okay, so now I've looked this up and uh, some great website that breaks all this down, so we don't have to. Uh, that 30.75, that is this year. That is, it's listed here as 23 cap hit. So that is something that you can't just, 
I guess a, a team is going to have to take on something. The contract base salary for this season is a little over $19 million. Damn. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a signing bonus, option restructure, all this kind of different stuff. There's dead cap money, which is like 22.6. So we'll keep an eye on that. But DeAndre Hopkins released. So now the question is, and you just mentioned those the quarterbacks he's throwing out there. Obviously, they are some of the elites in the league, including Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, who just got re-upped with Baltimore. And we've been talking about that wide receiver room. Now that would be interesting. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of who needs a badass well, he's not DeAndre's not a badass one anymore, is he? Or is he? It really depends. Is he still that guy? I um, I don't think so, but he is incredible too on no. the right team. Oh yeah. He's a ridiculous too. Like think about T Higgins. He's 30 by the way. He's got a birthday coming up in June. He'll be 31 in June. But think about T Higgins, who's for the Cincinnati uh Bengals. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Him or D Hop? Probably T. Higgins with the age, but if they were the same age, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. That's easy. what I'm saying. That DeAndre yeah. Hopkins if easy, the same age, but that yeah. was his that was his one days when he was around in his early 20s. That was when he was a one. Now that he's in his 30s, I think he's a great two, and he knows that. That's why he named out all those teams. They're all contenders. All five of them: Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. All five of those teams were in the playoffs last year. Yeah, no, that's true. Somebody texted us: Arizona pays the guaranteed money, and the cap hit is on them. If that's the case, then yet when I when I hear somebody is released, to me the next team that gets him, they make a new deal with him, and that all that dead money and all that stuff—that's Arizona's to eat. That would be my interpretation of it, but again, I don't know. So, um, and the way I saw it listed here is Arizona twenty three. Here are the things they have to deal with. So, if you are whoever it is, uh, somebody texted us. Cowboys need that veteran leadership, though. Um, he's not a leader. He is not that leader, though. Can't roll that back. You don't You're think th- so? Hell no. Leadership. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins, who just got off PEDs, what is he gonna do? Give you a, his, his plug? No, he's not that type of leader. He's kind of a keep-to-himself type of guy. You remember he almost punched out, um, gosh, who was that cornerback in Hard Knocks that he got crazy with? I don't remember that You know, uh, You know what I'm talking about, In Arizona? Though. No, when he was in Houston. Oh, in Houston. Hard Knocks episode, oh, my gosh, Atlanta Falcons, Washington Commanders slash Redskins cornerback. Y'all are going to let me know. But he almost fought this dude on Hard Knocks. And the dude didn't even say nothing to him. Now I know he's grown since then, mm-hmm. but DeAndre Hopkins, he's not the he's not that veteran leadership. He might be that leadership like I'm gonna be productive on the field and guys like C D Lamb and Michael Gallup could take game from that, but don't expect them to be making no motivational speech or anything. Dante no, not Dante Hall, that's not it. It's a hall though. It's definitely a hall. That's that's definitely the last name. But Oh, uh you talking about D'Angelo Hall? Maybe. That seems well, right. D'Angelo Hall. D'Angelo Hall? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just absolutely punked him. Absolutely embarrassed him. Was not a showcase of leadership at all. It was hilarious. Somebody it said, was great TV. We got D'Angelo Hall and Josh Norman both were mentioned in the, as a guess. Yeah. You think it was Hall. But, yeah, to me, though, the, the, the question really is, at one point I could argue that he was the best receiver in the league. At 30, is he still... You know, where does he fit in? Can he still be? We, at 30, he can be a badass, too, for sure, right? 
Yes. And maybe, depending on the team, is he a one? If he ended up in Baltimore, is he the one? Yeah, he's the one. Because they don't really have one of those right now. No, they me. got really good twos. Yeah, so would he... Maybe, and we don't even know what Zay Flowers is, but I'll yeah. consider him a two right now. Odell Beckham, really good two. Devin DuVernay, really good three. You know, I... Baltimore could definitely use them. So somebody may end up, obviously there'll be a team that takes a shot and, and figures out DeAndre Hopkins. Where will he end up? Fantasy owners are interested there. And things continue to fall apart and restructure and get reworked in Arizona. Kyler Murray moving forward without DeAndre Hopkins to help him out in any way. Yeah, I mean, who knows when Kyler Murray will be available. He's still coming off that ACL injury, so they're tanking hard. They're yeah, taking they really, really hard, are. and we know this upcoming draft, obviously a lot could change in this 2023 season, but for the 2024 draft right now, it's the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. So if they're tanking, like what I'm feeling, this feels a lot like DeJounte Murray when the Spurs got rid of him for no reason. It's a lot like what they're doing with DeAndre Hopkins. And are they sold on Kyler still? Are they going to be, you know, are they going to see where that ACL injury goes moving forward? Because talk about leaders. That's not the biggest leader either. And now he has injury problems. So how much are you willing to deal with that with this brand new group that they have coming in in Arizona? Are they willing to tank and trade the number one pick because it's going to be Caleb Williams and everybody's going to be right. hyped for him. Like it's going to be an interesting season for the Cardinals, no doubt. And on the Baltimore side, somebody says I like the idea of D Hop and OBJ teaming up in Baltimore. We'll see what happens there. DeAndre Hopkins released by Arizona today. Big NFL story there. We'll keep our eyes on that. Also in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes talking this week about does he want legacy or money or both? And did you hear who may not quite be done? If your team needs this position, you may need to know who is still technically available. That's coming up. Plus, in the crab bag, I'll get you an update uh, on Michael Block's feelings because he's got a lot of them in the last week or so. Coming up at 105, Zay found another chat GPT creation in the NFL. We're talking defensive players. Best all time today in the 1 o'clock hour. That's all coming up. Glad you're with us on a Friday. Keep it right here on the Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, man. Man who leads the way. Man who leads the way. I have no idea what anybody else thinks of when they hear this song. I only think of one thing. The Breakfast Club. That's right. That's it. All right. So I'm assuming the song is called like The Man Who Leads the Way or something. No. Is it not called not, that? Not okay. even close. Or, oh, oh, is it the Twilight something? Yeah, Fire in the Twilight. Fire in the Twilight. This is running through the hallways and all that stuff. Now, I think... Oh, uh, this is when they're running through the hallways with the weed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, it's one of those scenes, one of those great scenes in the movie. Hey, um, you got grass in here? Emilio was shook. Okay, let me see if I've committed this to memory. Is this... Wang Chung? That's right. Wow. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, not only everybody Wang Chung tonight, 
but they had this one, Fire in the Twilight. Man. Yeah, there's nothing else. I Because I'd never heard that song before the movie. And now I just, yeah. Every time every time I hear that song, that's all I can think of is them sprinting through the, the deal. Yeah, with the grass. Oh, my God. You, what if your what if what if your weed was in there? That's impossible, <laughs> sir. It's in Johnson's underwear. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite '80s movie by leaps and bounds. I love The Breakfast Club. I'm glad they haven't tried to remake that, or maybe they have and I've missed it. I'm glad too. I don't think they have. They've, it's been referenced plenty of times. There's been a lot of good homages to it, even on cartoons and stuff, but thankfully nobody's ever decided. They need to go redo that. Yeah, it'll be really odd once they get to school and they have to turn their cell phones in. That'll yeah. be a different change. <laughs> be very t- You're right, the modern version. Yeah. The social media discussions <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, Wang Chung getting us started today musically. If you are just jumping in, we hope you're having a good Friday. Obviously, no Texas baseball for the rest of the weekend. We'll wait for Monday to determine where that regional site is going to be. Projections are, Zay, they're looking at a two-seed, more than likely, unless a lot of stuff falls apart for other teams this weekend. But they're probably looking at a two-seed, which means they'll have to travel somewhere. We will see. I've heard a lot of different projections. Dallas Baptist may end up being the only Texas team that hosts. Dallas Baptist? Dallas Baptist may be the only Texas team that gets to host. Then they used to be like D3? Maybe the Longhorns go up there. I don't know. Oh, man. At least it's not a long trip. Yo, there ain't no school right now. All the finals have been done and taken care of. We should be locked in right now. Ground ball drills, hitting drills. I know everybody's hurt right now. Everybody's in the should be in the tub, yeah. getting treatment on a regular basis. We gotta we gotta bounce back. The Kansas schools, they made us look real bad this past weekend. Yep. And, bad, or this past week, excuse me. Yep. And you know, as a fan of a blue blood program in that world, nobody's gonna feel sorry for you. Oh no, not one bit. Yeah, you gotta pick yourself up on this one. There's a lot of good baseball teams out there ready to roll. So you got that uh, on that side of it. Texas softball fans, you're in Knoxville today. A lot of orange going on in Knoxville. It's two out of three in the Supers and it's for a trip to Oklahoma City and the College World Series on the softball side. Today at 3 o'clock over on 105.3, the bat, 245, your pregame time. All right, let's get into some football stuff here. Uh, Zay, we talked about um, we talked about a lot of different things as, as OTAs are getting started. We talked about Lamar Jackson, some of his comments yesterday. We just mentioned this DeAndre Hopkins story. He's been released from Arizona and – Kansas City is one of the first teams I thought of just because they seem to figure out a way to work every deal and, and figure everything out. I don't know that, um, that Hopkins would necessarily end up there, but we'll see. It, seem, it seems like other guys have, whether it was Juju or you know other guys in the past, it feels like they make those things work. Yeah, they definitely make them work. And Patrick Mahomes, how would you not want to play for the two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl champ? And, yeah, they just got rid of Juju, and Juju had an unbelievable second half of the season. So I'm pretty sure DeAndre Hopkins could fit in there very nicely. Very nicely. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things on that story. We'll continue to look at it, a couple of updates there. But first, let's get to this uh, this Mahomes sound uh, from his OT from their OTAs as they're getting started. Interesting comments from Patrick Mahomes on how he wants to handle kind of the future of things uh, in, in terms of, of contracts and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I always keep me and my agent and the team always keep 
open communication. Uh, and we try to do whatever is the best for the team, but obviously I want to do the best for myself as well. Um, but at the same time, I, I want to, I've always said I, I worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment. Um, but uh, I'm, I know we keep communication. We see what's going on, on around the league. Um, but at the same time, I'll never do anything that's going to hurt us from keeping the great players around me. So it's kind of teetering around that line. Um, and so I, it's not about being the highest paid guy. It's not about making a ton of money. I'm, I, I've made enough money where I'll be set for the rest of my life. Um, but at the same time, you got to find that line where you're making a good amount of money, but you're still keeping a lot of great players around you so you can win these Super Bowls and you're able to compete in these games. Is that a hard line to walk? Yeah, it is. I think it is for all these guys. And I think you see the guys that are getting paid this this last offseason. They're trying to find that right spot. Um, everybody wants to get everybody wants to get paid a lot of money. And whenever they 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 think they're the best at their craft, they want to get paid uh, paid like that. But at the same time, if you look at the greats in the league, I mean, they they find that right spot where they're getting paid a lot of money, um, but at the same time keeping a lot of these great players around me. And so we we I understand. You look at the team and. You know, you got guys like Chris and Snead and even Travis, all these guys that you need to keep around you to have these great teams. Um, but at the same time, you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. So I, I've, I've, we have open communication. I think that's the biggest thing. And you see that from Clark. You see that from Coach Reed. You see that from Veach and, and everybody. Is we just try to make sure that we have the best team on that football field and everybody gets what they deserve. Hmm. Good perspective there from Patrick Mahomes. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I love every second of that. And if I'm a fan of anybody else, just more reason to worry about the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, go the Tom Brady way. He kind of paved the way for a lot of guys mm -hmm. that, which everybody will go to the Giselle thing, and that definitely helped having a woman like that that makes that kind of bang. But Patrick Mahomes, you know, his father was a professional athlete. He wasn't one of these, you know, single parent guys that came from poverty and had to get it from the no. mud. Like, he was good. You know, going yeah. to Texas Tech and coming into the league. So he, when he says, yeah, I got enough money for the rest of my life, I'm good. And now it's just about focusing on his legacy, which that's the most important thing. Hey, that's hard. That's tough. <laughs> You're right. That's tough for the rest of the league. I will tell you this, Patrick, you do not have a future in sports as an analyst. With that voice, it ain't going to happen. Oh, Sorry. You don't yeah, it ain't going to happen. The Tom Brady's, the Phil Sims, <laughs> the Tony Romo's, Troy Aikman's, all those guys have a gift. Patrick Mahomes, you do not. So keep that money. Save it. I know wow. you're in business with the soccer team over there in Kansas City and stuff. Uh -huh. You've got Whataburger and all that. Great businessman at this age. Great businessman before he even hits 30. But – he will not have that job waiting for him like Tom Brady did once he retires. Not at all. <laughs> he uh, he already has at this moment. I think I saw he's seventh, the seventh highest paid. And remember, he's already up at like what forty forty five million a year. Uh. It's not like he did sign that massive, massive deal. Uh, so then it's just going to be as they go forward, how do they you know, balance those things out? You bring up Tom Brady. I always think of Tim Duncan in the NBA yeah. who made some of those kind of deals along the way. Uh, and now you bring in this DeAndre Hopkins thing today, and we'll see if, uh, or, you know, if the Chiefs are able to work a deal like that. By the way, back to this Hopkins thing real quick. Weird tweet that came out from Diana Rossini a few minutes ago. Says the Cardinals have released Hopkins. Technically, he can still be traded by 4 p.m. Eastern time. If not traded, then he's cut. And then talks about if two teams are competing to sign him, you could you know move a late round pick to kind of jump in front of the line there. But instead of just out and out released, 
She's saying that technically he could be traded by later this afternoon. So maybe 3 o'clock this afternoon, then he's released. Okay. Um, also this, Zay, for all the, the Cowboys fans out there, from Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, tweets out, DeAndre Hopkins worked out in Dallas the entire offseason. I know what he said on the podcast. I also know what he said incessantly to people locally here in March. Cowboys would definitely be an option at the right price. It's something they should explore. Dalvin Cook, too. Wow. Dalvin Cook, that makes a lot more sense than the DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> How about that th- three words at the end? But wow. Of a tweet. I don't know, Jerry. Is he that greedy? Oof, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's just not something the Cowboys have ever really done. This is an offseason where they have jumped out of their norm and kind of gotten away from what they usually do. Because us as Cowboys fans, we never expect them to do anything in free agency. They never really address their needs. But to actually go out and address defensive back and address wide receiver already, that's the question. Would Jerry and the front office look at it as you, you'd be – I mean, go not not insulting Brandon Cooks. That's not what I'm saying. But it, do they feel like they've addressed it and it's done? Right? They went out and they got Brandon Cooks and it's done. Or now a name like DeAndre Hopkins comes up and they think, wait a second, hold on, we need to take a look. We need to take a look because I could still make that argument that if he is a cowboy, he would definitely fit right into that number two slot behind C.D. Lamb. You could still convince C.D. Lamb he's still the one. Right? Oh, C.D. Lamb is the one. He is the one. Even when DeAndre Hopkins comes along. If DeAndre Hopkins shows up, he becomes the two. It changes the way Brandon Cooks is going to be, you know, looked at on that team. But Brandon Cooks wasn't going to be your definite two anyway. And it goes back to where DeAndre Hopkins is mentally because a lot of guys, especially wide receivers, know how they can be prima donnas and stuff. He might think of himself as a number one to where it causes conflict that the Dallas Cowboys don't need. Now, the Dalvin Cook thing, that makes a lot more sense. Oh, I love that idea. I love seeing Deuce Vaughn in his uniform. That looks cool. Great story with his pops and stuff. We still don't know about Tony Pollard and how healthy he will be coming back. Dalvin Cook makes a ton of sense. God, I love that idea. Yeah, I love that idea. They need a more well-rounded all-around back. That's what they needed to draft, and yeah. they didn't. So maybe you get it this way if you can. By the way, Zay, maybe text of the day. Completely disagree with Zay's opinion that Mahomes can't be a commentator. He should be really good at getting kids interested in football at an early age because he can be the Kermit the Frog (laughs) teaching kids about football early in life. How dare you? How dare you, Dexter? That's what I'm saying. You can't be blessed with everything great. (laughs) You just can't. If you have that type of arm and that type of talent. Like, he was good at every sport coming out of that East Texas area. That is so funny. Every sport, basketball, baseball, of course, football. And, yes, you you just can't be blessed with everything, Chad, and the voice. That haunts him a little bit. All right, speaking of talent out of the state of Texas, he is certainly one of those. Adrian Peterson is another one. Adrian Peterson recently tells the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, quote, mentally I haven't officially hung it up. We'll see what happens. My mindset is if God's willing, maybe an opportunity presents itself and maybe it happens this season. He's 38 years old, Zay. Do you think Adrian Peterson could still give you something in the NFL? I mean, no, not really. He's one of the most 
athletically talented running backs yeah. we've ever seen. He's an absolute freak, and his body was just ridiculous. See, that's why I would lean to – I would need to see it. I just hung out in a room where Vernon Davis was, and he's 39, and Vernon looks incredible. And I'm not going to tell Vernon he couldn't play if he wanted to. Adrian Peterson's a special kind of freak. I would tell any team, if you need that – now, he can't be your one, obviously. But, I mean, if you need a guy to help fill out your running back room, maybe give you a little leadership oh. or whatever it is, work him out. I would take a look. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> running back rooms go three deep now. You usually see three yeah. running backs, you know, within the game majority of the time. Especially what we saw with the Eagles with Scott Gainwell and my man that they just traded, uh, Sanders. So, it, it could happen. And I, I guess you're right. He's such an athletic Freak, I wouldn't put it past. No, I would take a look. By the way, 82 yards away from hitting 15,000. He's 351 yards away from tying Barry Sanders for fourth place on the all-time list. Zay, trivia question. Can you name the top three all-time rushers in the NFL? One, two, and three. Emmett. Yep. Um, That's one. Eric Dickerson? No. Who did who did Emmett pass when he got the record? Mm. Pass sweetness? Yes. Very okay. good. Walter Payton's two. Okay. The trivia question is who's three? Third all time. He has sixteen thousand rushing yards. I can tell you where he went to college. Yeah. That me, might help. That might help. The U. Oh, man, Frank. Correct. That man, Frank, baby. Frank Gore is third all time. That's right. In NFL rushing. That's right. A great trivia question if you're in a bar with somebody. It goes Smith, Peyton, Gore, Barry, Adrian Peterson, sixth is Curtis Martin, then LaDainian Tomlinson, Jerome Bettis, Eric Dickerson is ninth, Tony Dorsett, tenth. Wow. On the all-time list. How about that? That's pretty crazy. So Adrian Peterson trying to get to 15,000 yards if he got back in and then uh, is trying to maybe chase down Barry Sanders, but he is 38. So be a long shot. Be a long shot. So uh, I'm not going to tell him he can't do it, though. He is uh, probably still in seriously good shape. All right, coming up, your crap bag. We'll talk about Michael Block's feelings and Jamison Williams. We'll get you an update on when he gets to play and what He understood about the punishment he got. Coming up at 105, we'll talk about the best defensive players of all time in the NFL, according to that crazy new AI chat GPT. Don't move. This is the horn. Chad and Zay. Love Don't Come Easy, something like that? That's not what it's called. Don't Come Easy, no. Uh, Oh, no. um, Where is it? Uh, My guess is 38 Special. There we go. Okay. Back Where You Belong? There it is. There it is. End of it. Okay. 38 Special. All right. Great white guy froze, by the way. Oh, really? 38 Special. Oh, my God. 
incredible white guy fro's in that band. Nothing like a good white guy fro. They got hurt by MTV. Once everybody saw what they looked like, less people wanted to go see 38 Special. I felt bad for them. They were not the best looking band on earth. Oh, really? They had a great sound. Great sound. 38 Special. They Maybe st- if they were picking that thing. That would have been way more cool. They probably needed to. Yeah. Yeah, they needed to get into it. Pick a it little, out a little bit. A little bit more. 38 special and Wang Chung getting us started today. That's a heck of a start. Uh, coming up at 105, some more uh, of the crazy AI stuff with ChatGPT. Yesterday, uh, Zay found the result for the ChatGPT when they looked at NFL quarter, not quarterbacks, NFL's most overrated players from 2015 a lot of those ended up being quarterbacks we talked about that yesterday and uh, I was trying to remember who number one was there was a oh Sam Darnold Sam Darnold was number one today it's the best NFL defensive players of all time I have not asked Zay any questions so we're going to get to that been very hard for you 105 this is very difficult because I wanted to ask I wanted to get into it but I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to leave that till we get there at 105. Um, we also have a flex segment coming up. There is a big-time area talent that has has gotten his list down to six teams, and the Lucky Devil's got six pretty badass teams on his list. We'll tell you about him at 1.30, update you on the baseball series as well, and uh, get into some other things. Right now, let's get into the crap bag. Sometimes those feelings start flowing, and you just can't stop them. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I thought I would keep everybody updated one more time on Michael Block and his story up at the Colonial. He shot 11 over par yesterday. He fired an 81. It all came back to earth. He hit the worst drives he's hit. He's, He's hit on the tee talking about, oh, my God, worst drives I've had in my life are all today. Uh, so it all came to get him. Shoots the 81 yesterday, and he's plus three today. He's plus 14 through 15 holes today. But then, Zay, they start talking to him about it, and now my man can't say anything without starting to cry. Like He was saying, well, you know, I play two rounds here, and he's like, and then, you know, I'll get to, I'll get to go back to my kids t- tomorrow night. And I'm like, wait, dude, like a couple years ago, a couple years, a couple weeks ago, you had a normal job. You weren't in jail. Like, I don't understand what what's what's causing the. It's almost. What do you like, mean he had a normal job and look where he is? Yeah, like him doing bad is still very emotional because he's doing bad on the PGA tour. So that's what's still getting okay. Yeah, it's like I, I can't believe I'm here, even though I'm playing bad. It's better than raking up the sand. Yeah, it's bunkers. I, feels like he's one of those guys you tell him, man, you got to express your feelings, and then it won't stop. Then you can't do it. What's your favorite potato chip? I'm a Funyuns guy, man. All right. Okay. Jeez. No, it's an incredible story. And now. I can't um, believe you're calling him soft. At, no, I'm not calling him soft. I'm just saying he's. Emotional. I'm saying if, if I'm his wife and there's something I've always wanted to know about his upbringing, childhood, the way he really feels about me, I'd ask right now. It just feels like all the emotions are right at, he's the, very vulnerable. right at the level. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's right at that top level. <laughs> Michael is crying about a lot of things right now. And he should be. You're right. It's an incredible story. And what if they're badass kids, too? 
been giving the wife oh, hell because yeah. he hasn't been home. Been giving the wife hell. Badass kids, like baby kids. Maybe he's crying because he knows how bad the kids are. Yeah, exactly. And he is. has to go back home. I gotta go see those damn kids. Again. Yeah, I'd be crying too. Uh, it's got to be a lot of fun. I don't care if he's spraying an eighty-one around. I'd buy drinks if I shot eighty-one. For the record, um, or he, maybe he's crying because he lost Michael Jordan six figures for betting <laughs> on him. That's probably true. <laughs> Michael, let him know. Yeah, that uh, that he's on the other side. Uh, we'll see how he finishes up, but that is an incredible story. Michael Block. Uh, it looks like he definitely will not be making the cut at uh, at Colonial. The other quick story I wanted to mention is Jamison Williams, the talented receiver out of Bama. He, there's a little updated story I saw about him. Remember, he's a Detroit Lion. They didn't get rid of him with this gambling thing, but they caught him gambling on the premises of the Lions facility, but not gambling on NFL games. So he gets a six-game suspension. He'll be able to come back in week seven. He has said now he did not know the rule. He did not realize that was the case. Now, ignorance of the law is no excuse. We all know that. You can't say, I didn't know it was a 50-mile-an-hour zone, so it's okay that I was going 80. No, that's not how it works. So I'm not arguing he shouldn't have been punished. It is interesting to me, Zay, though, we talked about all those little details. NFL may want to make sure they are communicating these things with I mean, they they know everybody's got a phone. They know everybody's doing these things. But now DraftKings and all this other stuff, FanDuel and, and all the things are coming along. I mentioned Underdog Fantasy, um, you know, during the season and beyond. Um, and it's such an easy, addictive thing for me to do. I do it sitting right here at work. I do it as a part of work, talking about Underdog Fantasy. But they can't. But the NFL needs to make sure they are understanding those little details. Because to me, Jamison Williams' crime, in air quotes, is a minor one. It is a minor offense here. If he's just like betting on a golf tournament or some rando, you know, some random sport, he just happens to be on, on your premises, you just need to make sure you're clear to these guys what's going on. Yeah, when Herm Edwards comes and gives you that speech on how to be a professional athlete, you better pay attention. Yeah, how to be an NFL player and don't spend all this money and stuff. And this is what you can and cannot do. You better pay attention to everything because I'm not buying this, Jamison Williams. You're not George Cassandra. Oh, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to have sex with her in the office. Like, who do you think you are? Should I not have done that? Should I not have done that? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. That's so stupid. And now he's missing a lot more games. Because he missed a lot last season due to his ACL injury. Yeah, and I, I'd forgotten about that. He'll miss the equivalent of a whole season now. He missed 11 last year with the ACL. He will miss six this year, so that's 17 combined on this new schedule, a full regular season worth of games. He gets to be with them all the way through training camp. And then the last cut day, that's when he has to leave. And remember, you don't get to come to the facility at that point. They have to set something up for him away from their facility, place he goes to work out, place he goes to try to stay in shape, and then he'll go through six full weeks, and then when they get to week seven, that Monday, he's allowed to walk back in, and he's back. Yeah, and let's see how much it affects the Detroit Lions. I mean, I'm picking them to win the North this year. I think a lot of people are. A lot of people are. Or the Vikings, Definitely the Vikings, especially with Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson on the other side. Like, they're going to be dynamic with Kirk Cousins, but it's all about Kirk Cousins at the end of the day. So, yeah, we'll see how this affects Dan Campbell and his crew. But Jamison Williams, such a dumb move. Such a dumb move. I just Yeah, to get caught up on that level of a technicality, too. That's so rough. That's so rough. Go home! Like, you can't wait till you get to the crib or 
you know, there's always those guys that say that they live at the crib. I remember Chad Ochocinco talking about he lived at the mm-hmm. stadium for a but, couple of months and was eating the food and stuff just because it was convenient. That's what I'm saying. That is the logic of it to me. If I was involved in – I could see how in his head he would think, as long as I'm not betting on an NFL game, I'm good. Was it clearly explained to these guys, hey, team trips – that, that to me is where I would get caught. If I'm a player and I do a little gambling on a phone, that's where I'd get caught. I'm on a trip. I'm just trying to pass the time. I'm checking my social media, and I realize, oh, yeah, that game starts in 30 minutes. I should bet on that soccer game I wanted to bet yeah. on or whatever. Think about all the money that Michael Jordan used to lose at United Center and Chicago Stadium. Yeah. Nothing happened to him. Right. He was betting with the security guards and stuff. They're rolling dice, flipping yeah, coins. Yeah, and all rolling that. dice and playing cards and stuff. And this dude gets hit for this, which again, they let you know. They told him like he was just daydreaming when Herb Edwards or whoever was yeah. giving them game about you can't do this, young and, man. And maybe and maybe they did. They've already updated their speech. Maybe they need to do that. We talked about it with John Morant. The Herm Edwards speech needs to get updated from be careful before you hit send. Don't hit send was his whole thing. Don't ever hit send. You think before you hit send and don't hit send. It's not that anymore. It's don't hit record. Don't hit play. Don't hit IG live. Whatever. It's one button now and you're on. You are broadcasting instantly. That you got to be careful of. And in this case, got to be careful about where you're placing bets. And obviously you can't bet on NFL games either. Jamison Williams, a name to keep in mind later on in the NFL season. When we get to 104 days from now, that first Thursday game, he will not be playing for Detroit against Kansas City. But will DeAndre Hopkins be playing for Kansas City or Baltimore or Buffalo or somebody in the NFL or Dallas? Cowboys fans, are you interested? DeAndre Hopkins is out there. He's been released today. That is a huge NFL story. We'll continue to watch that, plus this chat GPT thing. We'll talk best defensive players of all time, according to the algorithm, next on The Horn.